Listen very carefully to what Marjorie Taylor Greene said on Steve Bannon's war room. We need to be going after these federal judges that are persecuting people that walked around in the Capitol on January 6th and pro-life uh, prayer warriors at abortion clinics and parents that at school boards holding their school boards accountable. We should be impeaching those judges. So the, the, the gamut of all the things that take on is so big and wide, and it's almost like we don't have enough time to do it all. Marjorie Taylor Greene calling for the impeachment of federal judges over January 6th. Let's talk about both January 6th and impeachment. And let's talk about the miscarriage of justice and the horrible things going on as far as January 6th is concerned that the mainstream media is not covering, nor is our conservative news outlets. I generally cover this topic on my other show, BCP Unfiltered. This is important. It must be addressed here as well. I just realized looking into the monitor that I am not wearing my flag lapel pin. I will correct that in the next uh, clip. The great people over at the Gateway Pundit yesterday had great coverage of January 6th. I want to briefly cover this uh, with you. Uh, The first article by Lisha Powell. I have no idea what the jurors look like. Entire government jury in Proud Boys trial wears masks and won't take them off. Aren't you supposed to be able to face your accusers? Wouldn't you need to see their face? Uh, This is what's uh, going on. The demise of law and order following the crisis is on full display during the Proud Boys seditious conspiracy trial. The 12 jurors who will begin deliberating a verdict as early as next week have yet to take their masks off a single time in the courtroom. Government prosecutors are also masked for the duration of the 10-hour cross-examination during the trial, which has spanned 57 days. Conspicuously, just seconds after the jurors step out of the room, Prosecutors representing the government immediately removed their masks. Hmm. It's an issue, says Roots, one of the attorneys. It's funny, I don't honestly know what the jurors even look like. Honestly, it does interfere with the defendant's rights and it interferes with the lawyer's rights to evaluate the jurors. If they are smirking or if they're laughing or if they're smiling. I don't know if it's a rule or not. We don't know. Judge Timothy uh, Kelly, who presides over the Proud Boys trial, has taken no issue with the government's mask charade. How do we know that those are actual legitimate jurors if we can't see their faces? Maybe. Oh, is it crazy? Is it really tinfoil hat stuff to suggest that perhaps these jurors might be fed operatives? Let me back up for a second, folks. They don't even need to do that. Just like the deep state controls judges because these judges are perverts, drug addicts, uh, pedos, whatever the case may be. They actually, uh, we learned from uh, Sybil, an FBI agent years ago, she broke down how the government actually seeks out compromised judges so they can rule the way that they're told to. Is it really beyond reason to think that perhaps the CIA and the deep state doesn't also control 
the jury pool. They know, they've been spying on you. They know what proclivities uh, you have and they could send you a jury summons, have it you come on the jury and tell you how to rule in, in deliberation. Is it really uh, uh, that? Is it really that far of a jump or a stretch to get there? We also have this. The judges are not allowing the J6 defendants to talk about the Fed operatives that were there. Once again, uh, yesterday in a separate great article by Alicia Powell over at the Gateway Pundit. As a, as a jury deliberates a verdict in J6 political prisoner Chris Albert's case, the attorney Roger Roots fired shots at the litany of unprecedented constitutional abuses arbitrated by the government and facilitated by judges presiding over J6 trials. This is why Marjorie Taylor Greene is absolutely correct in calling for the impeachment of these treasonous, traitorous, rat bastard judges. In every single January 6th case, the judges allow the government to withhold information about the confidential human sources that were embedded in the crowd on January 6th. Quote, the judges keep denying inquiry into these informants. They've denied all my motions, Root said. The Alberts trial does not really involve a lot of issues with confidential human sources. But when an FBI agent was on the stand, I did ask the FBI agent anything about CHSs and there was an objection by the government and the judge immediately sustained the objection that we couldn't ask any questions. And it seems to be that way from what I can tell in every single January 6th case. These judges are not allowing anyone to ask these questions. Now Rasmussen yesterday posted this uh, in the morning. Tucker Carlson's Capitol riots videos changed public opinion but not in the way you think. Voters are split over whether to blame Trump supporters more or less. But many more now blame undercover federal agents for provoking the riot. Tucker Carlson's coverage of the previously unreleased January 6th video has had a few weeks to sink in, and it's time to see where we're at. Well, the video has people even more convinced that the event was provoked by undercover agents. And of course, this is part of the big lie cover-up that the government and the J6 committee was involved in. Once again, this was a manufactured crisis and they were trying to hide the footage and they were screaming at the top of their lungs at Tucker Carlson before he even showed it because they wanted to hide this fact. As a matter of fact, it's a fact that they're still hiding because we are yet to still get the footage that Kevin McCarthy promised he would then make readily available. We're still waiting, Kevin. 65% of voters now say it's likely up from 61% just six weeks ago, and 46% say very likely up an incredible seven points from 39% just six weeks ago. That's a really huge pickup. Only 26% say it's not likely now, and just 12 of them say not at all likely. That's down six points from 18% six weeks ago. Once again, MTG, FTW, as far as making the point, she gets the win. We need to impeach these judges. They are impeding the jurors from hearing what really happened on January 6th. And we, the people, as a whole, now know what was really going on. Well, we've known. I've been covering this since 
our very first episode on March 1st, 2021 of our other show, BCP Unfiltered. And of course, lots of people have known this. But now, thanks to Tucker Carlson and his only one day of footage, and because the conversation is, was thrown right into the public sphere, into the public consciousness, most Americans now know what's up. So to me, here's the biggest headline. Only one quarter of U.S. voters think it's not likely that feds provoked the Capitol riot. Here are the party numbers. 74% of Republicans say it's likely, including now 60% who say very likely. That's up nine points from the beginning of March. Roughly the same number of Republicans, 19%, however, are still holding out on this. But now 62% of independents think it's likely, up five points, and 44% say very likely, and that's up a whopping 11 points. Only 25% of independents think it's not likely that undercover government agents helped provoke the Capitol riot. Could it be that Americans, not just Republicans, but even the independents who don't fall into the partisan party politics, don't trust the government? And if that isn't an astounding lack of faith in the government coming from the politically unaffiliated, I don't know what is. Democrats now slightly more say that it's likely, but their biggest shift is that the previous 23% who said it's not at all likely are now only 15%. So even Democrats are slowly being swayed. And folks, it is an information war. Remember, Chucky Schumer and everyone else did not want this to be released, did not want Tucker Carlson to put it out there, still doesn't want, uh, they still don't want other independent or affiliated news outlets to have access to this. Why? Because when the information is out there, it opens people's eyes and changes people's minds. But check this out. Those who are very closely or somewhat closely following news about Tucker's new Capitol Riot videos are much more likely than those who aren't to think that the undercover agents provoked the riot. And of those who are not at all following the story, a plurality say it isn't likely the government agents provoked the riot. In other words, when people see the evidence, they draw the proper conclusion. If they don't, they go on with their partisan or their preconceived prejudices. That's why it's important that we get information out there. All right, so I said we would talk about J6 and impeachment. Now let's talk about impeachment. The case being made very strongly for the impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas, the Secretary of Homeland Security. Here is the great senator from Missouri, Josh Hawley, with Laura Ingram talking about this. Joining us now, Missouri Senator Josh Hawley. Senator... Now, you demanded that Mayorkas resign or be removed. Uh, He's not going to resign. Um, And if he did resign, he's not going to be replaced by someone who agrees with your policies. He'd be replaced by someone who agrees with what he's doing right now, which is essentially welcome people in, give them a card to appear at some point in the future. And that's it. As I've said before, and everyone knows, all of the border security and the agents in charge of that, ICE, 
Customs and Border Patrol, Border Patrol agents, Department of Homeland Security are not enforcing the law. They are a welcoming committee and a red carpet rolling out agency for illegal invaders into our country. Mayorkas has facilitated the biggest child smuggling and trafficking operation in American history. 345,000 children have come across this border because of their policies. And where have they gone? They've lost track of them, Laura. Where have they gone? Right into the hands of smugglers who are now making them work overnight shifts in factories, who are now making them pay them back for their smuggling fees. It is, it is modern day slavery. Yes, the Democrats haven't changed. They are the party of slavery and they continue to be the party of slavery. And they're and they control and handle Mayorkas, who facilitates and allows this. I still don't know why they haven't impeached him yet, but perhaps after you watch this, it's coming. Finally. Maybe. I hope. Uh, Senator, what's next? You're not going to get him to resign. The country is being overrun uh, by criminality, the cartels, illegal immigrants now children suffering. So can you do anything without a Republican president? Well, he's going to have to be impeached. He is going to have to be impeached. Something that Representative Mark Green revealed in the hearing that Border Chief Alejandro Mayorkas had. Border, uh, border Chief Alejandro Mayorkas should be impeached for refusing to enforce Congress's border laws, said Representative Mark Green. Republican out of Tennessee, the GOP chairman for of the House Homeland Security Committee. Green laid out the charges during a morning hearing on April 19th yesterday as Democrats defended Mayorkas with a fog of praise and pleas for more migration into the jobs and homes needed by Americans. In the aftermath of 9-11, the department was created to safeguard the American people. This mission includes securing the U.S. borders and approaches. Mr. Secretary, you took an oath where you swore to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office. Your job is to protect the homeland. And one of those obvious duties is to secure the United States sovereign borders and to implement the laws duly passed by Congress. That's his job, is to enforce the law. But like a puppet and or a puppet of the tyrant or a mini tyrant himself, the law means nothing. He wants to make his own laws. However, you have not secured our borders, Mr. Secretary, and I believe you've done so intentionally. There is no other explanation for the systematic dismantling and transformation of our border into a lawless and dangerous open border. You've asserted in the past that it's an issue of resources, but the numbers show a very different story. And then uh, Green goes on to say, you need more resources, but, and he goes to the numbers, the resources are there. It's just they are not allocating the resources to enforcement. So yes, Mark, uh, Mark Green makes a very good case for why Mayorkas should be impeached. 
he followed up with this tweet. We are living under an unserious presidential administration. Fiscal year 23's omnibus bill specifies that funds allocated for Customs and Border Patrol cannot be used to acquire, maintain, or extend border security technology or capabilities except to improve processing. So it's right there. They just want to process the people, not acquire, maintain, or extend actual security or security capabilities. This president doesn't care about American suffering. He doesn't care about the thousands who've lost their lives to fentanyl poisoning, yada, yada, yada. No, it's a one big human trafficking organization including children into slavery, but what can we expect from the Democrats? They have always been, still are, and as far as I'm concerned, will always be the party of slavery, suffering, and anti-American ideals, agenda that is opposed 100% to our God-given liberties, our God-given freedoms, and the Constitution of the United States that guarantees those God-given freedoms. Hurry up, please, House, impeach Mayorkas so the Senate is forced to have a hearing on it. I mean, that's the short answer. The House of Representatives can impeach him, and that will send a message, Laura, and we can have an impeachment investigation. Listen, we've got to send a clear signal that if you're not willing to enforce the law and you are endangering children and sending them to slavery, we're not going to stand for it in the United States of America. That's right. And a reminder, we had a civil war in this country over the question of slavery, in which I want to remind any bigots that may be watching this show about how terrible America is, yet they won't leave the country, that a whole bunch of my white brothers and sisters have ancestors who fought on the Union side and gave their life to free black African slaves in America. Can you tell me a place in Africa or anywhere else in the country, uh, excuse me, any country in this, in this, on this planet where people gave their life in mass to free slaves, <laughs> my my white brothers and sisters, do not fall for the haters that are calling you racist, especially if you have ancestors that served on the Union side and gave their life during the Civil War. All right, so we've talked about J6. We've talked about impeachment. Now let's get into the IRS whistleblower news. Now to a major development in the federal investigation into Hunter Biden's tax returns. An attorney for an IRS supervisor is sending a letter to lawmakers today asking for whistleblower protection for his client. This was a family enterprise. What were they doing? Why were they getting this much money? It all points back to Joe Biden. And we're going to continue until we get the truth to the American people. The walls are closing in on the Biden family. That was House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer on Hannity last night reacting to a former IRS staffer who says he has proof that the Biden administration interfered with the criminal probe into Hunter Biden and his overseas business deals. He's alleging the investigation is being improperly influenced by, quote, preferential treatment and politics. 
Mark Lytell, the attorney representing the unidentified whistleblower, sent a letter to lawmakers saying this, despite serious risks of retaliation, my client wishes to make the disclosures in a nonpartisan manner to the leadership of the relevant committees on both sides of the political aisle. We are learning more about this potential whistleblower described by his attorney as a nonpartisan career civil servant who's looking for protections to share what he's experienced. Lytell telling CBS News his client is ready to testify against the Bidens. My client wants to come forward to Congress. He's ready to be questioned about what he knows and what he experienced under the proper legal protections. Attorney Mark Lytle's client is a supervisory special agent at the IRS who's prepared to tell Congress the investigation he's been working on has been hampered by what he thinks is special treatment. To him, the truth is one truth, and he wants to come forward with it. And as we've already seen, the deep state, the cabal, the Democrats, the Marxists, the rhinos, the Uniparty, the establishment, D.C. players don't want people to know what's really going on. We saw that on January 6th and the Fed operatives, and we're seeing that continued with us being stymied into what's going on in the investigation of Hunter Biden. Typical steps that a law enforcement investigator would take were compromised because of political considerations. Let's get into some specifics about that, shall we? Check this out. U.S. Attorney from Delaware, David Weiss, by the way, a Trump appointee, is leading the investigation into Hunter Biden. In 2020, Hunter Biden revealed that he is under investigation by the feds over his taxes. What we're doing is, is being completely cooperative. That was Biden two years ago, after the DOJ opened an investigation into his finances. The FBI collected what it believed was sufficient evidence to charge Biden with tax crimes, and last year sent its findings to the U.S. attorney in Delaware. Since then, silence. But let's delve in a little bit further than what you're going to get from a fluff uh, piece, even though this is great investigative journalism and a great reporting by CBS. I want to take that away from them. Uh, also uh, for Maria Bartiromo's uh, coverage of this on Fox Business. But let's get into the details of what this actually means. So here's a reminder. In 2020, this is what Hunter Biden said, quote, I learned yesterday for the first time that the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware advised my legal counsel also yesterday that they are investigating my tax affairs. I take this matter very seriously, but I am confident that a professional and objective review of these matters will demonstrate that I handled my affairs legally and appropriately, including with the benefit of professional tax advisors. So funny how Weissel, uh, uh, Weissel, um, Berg, I can't remember his name, but, uh, Trump's CFO just barely got out of uh, prison and we've got, after 99 days, I reported on that uh, on our midnight show last night, then, or maybe it was yesterday, but yesterday I reported on it. Also, we have the DA, Alvin Bragg in New York and uh, 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 Letitia James trying to go after President Trump for all these accounting crimes as a CEO, yet Hunter Biden... Nothing has happened to him. Lytle wouldn't talk in specifics, declining to identify either his client or the target of the investigation his client helped conduct. Can you identify him? I can't at this stage, Jim. But CBS News has learned the investigation the whistleblower worked on is about Hunter Biden. Here's what, here's what I want to remind you of. 
We know that Hunter Biden was hit with a huge tax lien in July of 2020 over delinquent state income taxes, and he somehow, within six days, even though he says he has no, he has he had no income and he was broke or whatever, he was able to resolve it six days later. A $450,000 tax lien was filed against Hunter in July of 2020, and within six days, the unemployed father of five was able to resolve it in six days. By the way, it's unclear if, if Hunter Biden actually paid off the tax lien, but obviously he is getting preferential treatment. Why can't your client talk to us directly at this point? There are laws that provide protection to whistleblowers, and he has to navigate that. Yesterday, Lido sent this letter to Congress claiming his client could provide information that would contradict sworn testimony by a senior political appointee. And this is where the story gets juicy. Okay, now we obviously know this about Hunter Biden, but we know that a senior official lied under oath on it. And that's where this thing gets tricky. And this is why the IRS agent, before coming forward, wants whistleblower protection. Even though when you go against the deep state, that whistleblower protection, unfortunately, doesn't amount to much. I have promised to ensure that he's able to carry out uh, his investigation. CBS News has learned that was Attorney General Merrick Garland, who gave testimony about the Trump-appointed U.S. attorney in Delaware conducting the Hunter Biden investigation. Well, we've had some wins with Trump appointees. We've also had some big losses. Weiss, a Trump-appointed U.S. attorney, hasn't done diddly squat on this. All right, folks, so the question we have to ask are two. One, is this political? And two, is there enough uh, evidence to actually make this worth the IRS whistleblower getting protection and bringing this forward? Or is this going to be another big goose egg as far as having actual proof of preferential treatment or crimes? Let's tackle the first. Is this political? as far as the IRS agent who wants to come forward is concerned. Lytle says neither he nor his client are motivated by politics. Would you find any evidence or allegation of a political agenda? No. To him, the truth is one truth, and he wants to come forward with it. Okay. So they're saying this is non-political. They just want the truth. Do they have the goods? Or is this all just going to be a waste of time. Lytle told us the whistleblower has been with the IRS for more than a decade and has extensive documentation to support his allegations. The things he's been through are are very well documented in emails and other communications with the Department of Justice. Wow, much prayers, folks, for this IRS whistleblower who wants to expose the lies and crimes of the cover-up of the Biden crime family Hunter Biden, his IRS woes, and of course, contradicting public perjury statements by the Attorney General himself, Merrick Garland. Is he seeking attention, folks? Or was he trying to get this corrected by other means? Well, listen to what his attorney says. It looks like this is perhaps his last straw or his last attempt at getting the truth out after multiple attempts 
of having his superiors and the IRS and the Department of Justice do the right thing. We asked Lytle if there's a chance his client can only see his slice of the investigation and not the big picture. Lytle said that's possible, but that his client had expressed his concerns to superiors a number of times before seeking whistleblower status. And there you have it, folks. What are your thoughts? Put it down below. What are your thoughts about the impeachment of Mayorkas? What are your thoughts about the treatment of our January 6th defendants? What's going on with the Oath Keepers and their trial? What do you think about the impeachment of federal judges per Marjorie Taylor Greene? And what do you think about the IRS whistleblower trying to get the truth out to Congress and to the public? Put your opinion down below if you're watching this on YouTube. Also put your opinion uh, on Spotify or any of the podcast platforms you may be listening to this on that allows you to comment. I will see them. Don't forget to check out our sister channel on YouTube, The BCP Report. Links to everything I'm mentioning are down below, as well as our other show, BCP Unfiltered. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye, God bless. Uh, wish me safe flights. I'm headed back home to Utah from California. And I don't know if the next episode will be there or I'm going to record it before I fly. But guess what? If you hit that notification bell, I'm hoping you'll be notified either way.